Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron White, your host here with Roland Harris. Roland, welcome. Hey, Byron. I appreciate um, the opportunity to speak with you. Terrific. Roland, you're the chairman and the CEO of Medita Metrics. Tell us about the name for starters, Medita. Where did you dream that up? And what is yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Uh, the Medita actually means to measure. And the whole purpose of our company is to allow a hospital to better understand what it actually costs to do the things they do. So, in effect, we provide a better tool for measuring the outcomes and the efficiency of a hospital operation. Before we get into that dreaded word, Obamacare, which which stirs up, uh, you know, <laughs> lots of things for lots of people, depending upon which side of the fence you're in. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the company itself. I know you've been around uh, for quite some time, but just give us, give us a flavor. Yeah, sure. The, the company was actually established in 1999, and it was established by a founding father who had um, basically looked around at the automobile industry, had looked at the way the automobile industry had resolved many of its problems, and decided that uh, healthcare institutions, especially hospitals, would, would need the same kind of capability and actually literally started building the product in 1999. Got it. So what do you sell? What do you do? How do you make money? Well, you know, the, the model is an interesting one. I mean, effectively what we do is we put in place a platform that allows a, a hospital to, you know, the hospital has somewhere between 25 and 40 different systems installed. So they have plenty of information. The problem is that information is all disconnected in different places, used for different purposes, and it doesn't really allow them to pull it all together to understand what it actually costs them to do a particular procedure or run a particular protocol. Our software actually helps them do that. Right. And I know there's a lot more pressure on hospitals to be, shall we say, efficient. Tell us a little bit about that new set of pressures that has been thrown at, at, uh, at hospitals. Yeah, sure. They're, they're actually undergoing it now. So, I mean, if you went back to 1999, uh, they would say that basically they have all the information they need, thank you, because effectively between insurance companies and the federal government, they had a pretty good dance act going in regards to who does what and how do you charge for it and how do you know uh, that that's what it's actually going to cost and that's what somebody's willing to pay. Under the Affordable Care Act, what's happening is hospitals have to better understand what it actually costs them to do a procedure. What the government is going to do more and more so is begin to challenge them to say, you know, if it cost us $1,000 last year, what do you think the best case scenario is for you this year? And if you say, let's say, $800, then the government's going to challenge you to do it for $800 and take some of the savings and actually play it back through the hospital. 
or you know there are other organizations that have a similar um, you know capability, but let's just say for this purpose it would be a hospital. So a hospital can actually benefit short term by actually participating in this because it will actually take some of the savings and have that accrued to their bottom line. So reducing cost is 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 the focus of uh, Medita Metrics. Is is that is that correct? That's correct, but it's not in the typical way that um, most people think about cost. It's really what does it actually cost me to do what I do? So let's say that you know, you're a patient that spent four, um, four hours in an emergency room and several weeks later you get a bill for $12,000. And you wonder, you know, they did it, ran a few tests, there were a few people involved, but it wasn't a really invasive procedure. That's all they really did for me. Where does $12,000 come from? Well, if you were an insurance company, the $12,000 would be $6,000. If it was a, uh, the federal government, they may only pay $4,000, but you're looking at a bill for $12,000. Now, you know, in the past, that kind of worked itself out. Many people had insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now, now the hospital is actually going to have to uh, begin to understand what did it actually cost them to do it because there won't be an, an, an absolute assumption that they're going to get the 6000 or the $4,000. They're really going to have to get up underneath what was that $12,000 all about? What was in the $12,000? Can I do anything in order to reduce the cost about, uh, of it? And did it actually affect my patient in a positive way? So in the new world, hospitals are much more um, likely to want to understand what it costs them, how to get those costs down. And again, our product helps them do that. Who within a hospital is, is, is in charge of, of, of efficiency? Is it the CFO? Is it, you know, who, who is your target audience? Most hospitals would suggest that they are actually physician-run, and generally what you have is you have a series of committees that um, uh, the, the doctors participate in, and those committees make decisions on behalf of the hospital, and then it kind of works itself up to where the C-level executives have an opportunity to see how it comes all together. But again, most hospitals would argue that they're actually physician-run. Does your methodology and or technology, which I'll ask about in a second, does it help the end consumer get more less costly health care? It, it, does, it, it does eventually. The way it works through the system is because doctors, right today when a doctor tries to figure out what a best practice is, um, ultimately they are using the information that's available to them. As I've already said, the information is generally lacking. And so uh, in, to a large extent, they're using uh, anecdotal kinds of um, you know, thinking processes to determine where they've gone right and where they've gone wrong, and then, in effect, establishing their best practices. If they actually had real data around what it actually costs to have them do it, how many people actually participated, what, which of the machineries and devices within a hospital are actually being deployed, they could actually figure out that some people's techniques to doing things are actually more effective and efficient than others, and that the outcomes are actually better. So you can actually get to the point where you can actually provide better health care, much like the automobile industry provided a better automobile, and you could also provide it at, at a lesser cost, much like the automobile industry provided it at a lesser cost. I'm going to ask you a question before we go to break, and then we'll come back to it at the end of the break, uh, after the break. What's your take on Obamacare from the perspective of the average person like you and I that probably had access to health care before Obama health care, um, you know, uh, is it helping us? Is it hurting us? Uh, what's your perspective on Obamacare? To me, Obamacare establishes a platform. It, it really says, in all seriousness, we need to have you, the hospital, the healthcare institution, begin to understand 
how you actually operate and what the impact of those operations are. And as you begin to get your arms around it, we think you'll actually discover that there are more effective ways to do what you do. So I think Obamacare is, is, a, is a very large act. Um, there's probably reasons to argue for and against any particular line item in it. But the notion that it establishes a baseline that says, over a period of the next couple of years, I'm going to move the risk inherent in what you do from me, the government, over to you, the healthcare institution. You are going to be responsible for it. You're going to make your money or not on the basis of whether you can accurately determine what the best approach to healthcare really is for a particular patient, right, and what the right approach is to doing it in, in the most cost-efficient manner. I mean, that's the power of Obamacare, right? You could argue, again, for and against any line item, but that's the power of it. Right. Let's take a break and come back with some more gripping and tough questions around Obamacare. I'm going to dig and find some 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 evilness with it. I'm, I'm certain of it. Back after the break, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. 
Read through our blog for continuous industry news and programming updates. And socialize with us through all of our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Download the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, a must-have for every internet marketer on Earth. Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, Roland. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brian. Give us some dirt on Obamacare. Seriously. It's, it's got to be costing us billions of dollars to, what, try to save billions of dollars? Give us, give us, some, give us your thoughts about about how it's at least being perceived as this very expensive thing that could sink the ship over here in the United States. Yeah, I, you know, again, it's, it's the initiation of a long journey, um, and, you know, that kind of a journey usually has, you know, a lot of, you know, inadequate steps associated with it uh, and a lot of awkwardness associated with it. So, you know, in the bigger sense, uh, the Affordable Care Act actually encourages other institutions besides just hospitals to get together and decide to develop unique relationships and then, in effect, establish themselves as a standalone institution for the purposes of actually providing a certain kind of health care to the population, right? I mean, that, that's an amazing act. It says that an insurance company, a nursing home, a hospital, they may all get together decide together how they're going to approach a particular thing, let's say knee replacement, and then they're going to argue with the government that they could take the cost down today of $1,000 and take it down to, let's say, $800, and, and therefore put themselves at risk over time for the difference. I mean, that's huge, right? So right in there are a lot of possibilities for, you know, having those kinds of groups come together, not work out, you know, what happens when the group begins to break up, you know, um, is, you know, does the government recover for somebody who's actually supposed to be supported by that kind of a group? I mean, that's the kind of thing that ultimately can show an ugly side as you go through it. But over time, the notion that an institution should understand that its choices have a cost, its cost actually has an impact on outcomes and the affordability of health care to people, over time that will work itself out. Short term, as you're moving away from the notion of reimbursement to the notion of risk being, uh, being transferred over onto this new established institution, you're going to have bumps in the road, I guarantee it. The Obamacare Act, I guess, is officially called the Affordable Care Act. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So as we think about the Affordable Care Act, you know, it, on, on the surface, it, it sort of reeks of, Hey, everyone's going to get access to, to, to amazing health care. And, you know, obviously, who's going to pay for that? I mean, there are people that, that cannot afford, you know, health care that are not on health care. But under the Obamacare plan, everyone will apparently be able to get a knee replacement if they want to. Is that perception on my end of things, or is that in fact reality? Are we extending the, the, the health care to a broader base and therefore going to need to absorb more costs? Well, I, you've got a couple of things working, right? You're adding more people to the population, so arguably insurance companies are still in play here. So because you're adding more people to the population, there's more money to be had by the insurance companies. The broader the population, the, the more you can spread the risk. 
uh, and therefore arguably you should be able to provide a better you know result to more people as a result of having more money to play with and all the you know the actuarial kinds of things that insurance companies do in the background to figure out you know how do I leverage uh, the return on the one side against, you know, the return on my side, side of the ledger. So, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a positive statement to add that kind of a population to where we are. The real question ultimately is, it's just like in my own, um, you know, I you know, worked for a major company for many years. Uh, I, for years, had the right to have a certain prescription. Uh, my company just informed me this year that the prescription that I'm taking is no longer on the list. And uh, therefore, I had to select another, you know, prescription. You know, is that kind of thing going to occur? Sure, well, right. There will be choices that will have to be made. But ultimately, one of the other things that the Affordable Care Act does is it also looks at outcome. So the institution also is responsible for outcome and improvement of outcome over time. So again, on the early side of it, when everybody's jostling for position, you probably will find all kinds of disconnects, and there are a whole lot of reasons for calling it ugly. Over time, as people get used to this new approach to doing it, we should find that medicine becomes a lot more efficient, a lot more effective, and therefore, arguably, a broader population of people can afford you know, to have better health care than they could before. And by the way, if you're already at the top end of the game and you can afford it, nothing's going to stop you from getting, having access to what you want. So I would argue, overall, the Affordable Care Act actually puts you where you want to be but that doesn't tell you that you aren't going to have, you know, some trips as you get up to speed because there's a lot of complexity in what it's trying to do. What, uh, what, what are the risks for hospitals that aren't going to step into the officially efficiency channel? So, so let's say over the next couple of years, because it doesn't happen immediately, so it, the, the Act basically pulls an institution in by saying, okay, in the first couple of years, there's no downside to you. You tell me that you can do it for $800 and it actually costs you $1,100, I'll still probably pay you like $1,000 for it, right? So, you know, you don't get the benefit of the savings and me giving you a gift back. But on the other hand, you also don't lose. But as the act begins to tighten itself up, because arguably you've formed your new institution, you are very effective at doing it, what the act starts saying is there's a risk to you. So if you tell me you can do it for $800, and it actually ultimately ends up costing you $1,100, you eat the difference. So, you know, again, the kind of system that, that I'm suggesting actually allows a hospital to get up underneath its costs, understand what those costs actually are, understand whether the particular protocols and procedures they're using are as effective as they need to be, and if they're not, give them an opportunity to adjust them before they find out from the government that they're running at $1,100 a clip when they said they would do it at 800 and they're actually having to eat the difference, right? I mean, that can be a staggering impact on an institution. Historically, hospitals run plus or minus 2%. They, they don't run, you know, with a, a huge margin, and so it can very easily be eaten into. So the notion of taking on that level of risk and not understanding what the actual costs associated with it is big. And you don't see any, you know, is there a concrete penalty? Like, what, what is the penalty? Is it? The penalty okay, is, you know, the you, penalty is you don't get the share in the eight hundred to a thousand dollars savings because you didn't get it, and yeah. it cost you eleven hundred dollars, and I'm not paying you eleven hundred dollars. Under the old approach, basically the government got together with the insur with the insurance companies who got together with the healthcare organizations, and they all figured out what the costs were on a regional basis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and came up with reimbursement rates. And you got paid those reimbursement rates for, for, you know, providing certain procedures, and you knew you were going to get them. 
in the future, you'll actually be in a position where you might not get paid what you need to keep the doors open. How, do, how can people get a hold of you, and who do you want to get a hold of you? Well, you know, what we're really looking for right now is we've got, you know, a couple of um, pretty significant healthcare systems that are pilot testing our software right now. The, return, the results have been fantastic. Uh, so, you know, meditametrics.com, you know, you can reach me at uh, rsharris at meditametrics.com. I'd uh, love to get your notes. I'd love to, um, you know, to develop partnerships with other uh, folks in the industry, consultants, et cetera, and, um, you know, really go after this because I believe this is a huge opportunity. I believe the hospitals absolutely need a solution like this, and I believe the time is now. I mean, if you went back to 1999, hospitals didn't think they needed it, but now they're trying to do it through data warehousing and other technologies, and those technologies are not going to cut it. It's not enough. It doesn't get you up underneath your real problem. My solution does. How, how, how uh, labor-intensive is it to get up and running on your platform? It, it really is very simple because we don't have to alter their current systems in order to get it. We basically can snatch information from their existing systems, pull it together into a report form that will make sense for them, and allow them to decide how they want to pull that data. Uh, we can also, which is different, we can also pull in the element of time. So not only can we actually tell you who was involved in it, we can tell you how long they were involved in it. So if you did everything from, you know, how long a patient was in the admitting room, how long they were in the procedure room, you know, whether they actually had to come back for additional uh, you know, therapies, et cetera, if you were to take a look at that whole strain of time, all the people that touched it, all the time associated with how long they were actually involved in it, we can tell you what that procedure actually cost you. So if you were now trying to go forward to the government to argue a case for saying, I can do it more efficiently than others, you're in a much better position to argue that case. Roland, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks very much. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> Hope everyone's life is a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, and thinking more crisply about hospitals and efficiency. Thanks again, uh, Roland. Hope you enjoy uh, the show, everyone. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.